Welcome back, everybody, to The Millionaire Marriage. This is Jeremy Gilliam, and I'm here with Taylor Kovar. And today we are going to be talking about hustle culture and how it affects your marriage. So, Taylor, I want to start this off by asking you, what is hustle culture and what's it mean to you? Yo, 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 yo. Hashtag beast mode. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, nah, hustle culture to me, like that's the that's the image I get in my head. Right. <laughs> Rise and grind, win the morning, yeah. win the day. Hashtag beast mode, which, yeah. man, I see way too often from people. Um, hustle culture to me is really, you know, it's where you're sacrificing things in order to, I don't know, make more money. Yeah. Right. Be, be bigger. Keep up with the Joneses, yes. be the Joneses. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and we see this, whether it's in, whether it's with money, whether it's with fitness, whether it's with power or career, yeah. um, you know, I think it goes in a, a bunch of different directions. And so I appreciate you throwing me on the spot yeah, and, I got and you. having me say yeah. the definition first. I got you. Yeah. So that's me. Like you're sacrificing, you're sacrificing you, who you are yeah. to fit the image, somebody else. And really just to be beast mode. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. And it's so funny that we're talking about, and I think we've referenced this in the podcast. So I am anti hustle culture, even, even though, okay. So on my, my screensaver screensaver, even though you're sitting here with seven degrees. Yeah, no, I don't have that many degrees. Okay. Um, my wallpaper on my Mac is a rhino and people ask like, what's the rhino? And I'm always like, well, they charge. They're not lazy cows. Wow. And it came from a book I read um, called Rhino Success. Anyways, but the idea is just get up and get after it every day. Just get up and get after it. And I have an alarm on my phone. I've referenced this before. That's rise and grind. Yeah. But like the idea behind hustle culture to me, it, it can be so toxic for healthy families because like I love what you said. It's like sacrificing everything for something that doesn't actually bring joy. I'm not talking about happiness because there's a difference between happiness and joy. It doesn't bring joy, like like deep seated fulfillment, just making money. And I think this is the challenge with hustle culture is if we're not careful, we can be sacrificing everything that actually matters for things that ultimately will not bring you lasting joy. Here's what I mean. We several years ago, went to Suriname in South America, and we did a national conference there. The people there are very, very, very poor and yet are happy. And here in America, we are unbelievably wealthy compared to the vast majority of the world, and we're miserable. Depression is a first world problem. Oh, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. We went to Trinidad and Tobago a few years ago, and... um experienced the same thing. You know, we were going to churches that had no air conditioning, nothing like nothing, like, like literally dirt floors. We went to one that was a youth service on a Friday night. Um, and the parking lot overlooked this big park and there was a raging bonfire, like out of control, like out there in the park, like not a, Hey, you know, pep rally bonfire. Like there was a, like a car on fire. Right. And everybody still showed up for church and we had church with no sound system and like only a couple of lights and no air conditioning and everybody was happy. Yeah. I think that's the great danger of hustle culture is that it causes us to devalue what's important for something that isn't as important. Like our families, our close relationships, our actual joy, our mental well-being in the constant pursuit of something that we may never even obtain. 
And so I think when it comes to the hustle culture and how it impacts marriage. So let me, I've actually, this, this is not in our notes. So I'm just going to throw you on the spot, Taylor. Yeah. So you're an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just a paneur. Okay. <laughs> I haven't quite reached the status yet. Or a want, a yeah. entrepreneur. I'm a entrepreneur. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so like the idea behind a lot of entrepreneurs is like the hustle culture. Just you have to get up and you are sacrificing everything all day to make sure that you can win at all costs. So I wonder if you could speak to that when it comes to people who have that kind of entrepreneur spirit. It's like, I have to get up and get after it every day, but I end up missing my kids' ball games. I end up missing my kids' church functions. I ended up missing this and that. I, I miss important dates because I'm having to get after it. Yeah. You know, and this is something we talk a lot about with the entrepreneurs that we work with. So our investment firm works primarily, I don't say primarily, with a lot of business owners. Yeah. Um, and so this is something, again, this, we've been brought you on, right? Yeah. To, to talk about this with some of our business owners, because um, what happens is we get in this mindset of, I have to win, yeah. right? Or it's all on my shoulders. And so um, I was fortunate when I was younger to have some great mentors in my life who really spoke into about the value of life yeah. and, and happiness over money, right? Or joy over money. And so whenever we built our company from the very beginning, uh, Megan and I sat down and had a lot of conversations saying, you know, what do we want this to look like? Yeah. I had worked at um, Merrill Lynch, which is and they're a great organization, but they're, you know, they're very sales driven. Um, all of my trainings was real, was really over sales and and it, it glorified hustle, hustle culture, right? Yeah. You get there at 5 a.m. before everybody else and you don't go home until 10 because you should be making phone calls before everybody else gets there and you should make phone calls afters and you should have going to social events all in the evenings. And, and it really, that was it. Hey, you give up three years of your life and you'll be successful for the rest. Like that was the, that was it, right? Give up three years and then you'll be great. Um, mm. and, and that didn't fit well with me, right? That, that didn't, I didn't like that idea of giving up three years of my life, um, for this potential. And so whenever we created our own business, we sat down and said, what is, what's really most valuable to us? What is important for us throughout this process? And so we sat down and said, Hey, number one, family time, right? From five to eight, that's our kids time. We're going to be very, very jealous of that time. Um, we love to travel. I love to be able to spend time with our kids. So, okay. From the very beginning, we have laptops and we have internet-based phones, right? Yeah. Where it doesn't matter where I'm at, we can still work if need be. Um, but I think a lot of people go into creating a business or creating a brand, right? Right now with social media, you are your own brand. Yeah. Um, and we lose sight of what do I really want out of this? Like, why am I doing it? Yeah. And, and that's one of the questions we ask a lot of people when they first come in here is why are you working? Why did you create the business? Yeah. Why are you wanting to do this? Um, because we lose sight of, well, what's really best for me and my family, not what does society tell me I should be? Oh, that's um, good. And, and, and social media that's is good. really good at that. Yeah. You know, I can look, um, I can look online and look at other financial planners. I can look at other entrepreneurs and say, oh man, well, I should be that. Yeah. If I'm not hitting X in sales, I'm a failure. Well, in reality, your X in sales is tremendously further along than someone else. Yeah. Um, and so I believe, you know, a lot of the times entrepreneurs just don't know. They, they, they don't know why they're doing it other than this is what they're trained to do. Um, and so we really try to help break down those barriers of, you don't have to live the quote unquote hustle culture. Yeah. You don't have to. Um, once you've made your mark and whatever that is, um, you, you can pause and it needs to really just be a season. You know, there was times when you create a business, you do. I mean, when you first get started, you have to know, Hey, there's going to be some sacrifices. Sure. I mean, that's one yeah. of those things that you just finished, you know, your master's program. Yeah. Um, 
there was sacrifices that had to be made, whether it was your sleep or time with your kids or study, whatever it was, sacrifices had to be made. Um, but you want to make sure that's a season and not a lifestyle. Yeah. And and I think hustle culture really promotes that being a lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to ask this question. So you said that the idea is you sacrifice three years of this, you know, five to 10. And then after that life is easy, but I, I, you, Obviously, don't mention any names. I don't think you will. But how many of your former colleagues, though, did that three years turn into five and then turn into 10? Oh, yeah, many. Yeah. Many, many, many. Because because you think you have a finish line, right? Or you think you know, and and particular, this is financial advising, right? You know, yeah. hey, once I manage X number of dollars, I'm good. You know, extra, managing X number of dollars equates to X number of dollars yeah. you know, as a paycheck. I'm good after that. But typically what happens is lifestyle creep. And, and where, oh, Hey, well, I'm man. making X number of dollars now, even though I used to be able to live on 25,000 a year. Well, now I have the new truck, right. <laughs> or now I have to have a boat or now I have to have the nice house or now I has to have, you know, I have to have a nice purse or yeah. whatever it is. Lifestyle creep happens and you, you Lifestyle get a hundred thousand dollars a year and you realize, wow, I'm, I actually have less money now yeah. than I did then. Um, and so then that, that, um, finish line gets kicked further and further down the road. Yeah. Um, and we never get to that part where, Hey, like this is this season is a season. It's done. It's over wherever I'm at. That point is where I'm at. Um, doesn't mean you still can't grow, but it does, you know, most of them. And this is where, when I actually made the decision to leave, um, and I said, Merrill Lynch, so I'll say it again, when I decided to leave Merrill Lynch was I was looking at the older ones around me. And as a young, you know, mid twenties uh, person, I was looking at the, the people that were in their fifties or sixties. And I realized I don't want that life. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of young career professionals get is they never look at, at seeing, they see, oh, well, yeah, well, he's drives a Porsche. Like, I want that. They don't see, dude, why is this guy, you know, in theory have, has made it, is making several hundred thousand dollars a year, but it's still stressed to the max. Why are they still, yeah. you know, fighting high blood pressure? Why are they still grinding to get out every day? Why are they not spending time with their family? Uh, yeah. You know, we have clients that are... um you know, knocking on the door of the B club, right? The billionaire club who are on their second, third, fourth marriage yeah. have no relationship with their kids, but man, they get a lot of credit because they're, you know, um, hundred millionaires. Um, you know, they have jets and they have yachts and it's like, yeah, but you know, there's a lot of, they sacrificed a lot to get there. And, and those yeah. are sacrifices that I'm not willing to make. Yeah. Um, and, and, and honestly, if you talk to them, they, they regret making those sacrifices because yeah. the, the, the value of happiness uh, from making $50 million to $500 million is very, very small. Yeah. The, the incremental part of happiness is, is probably gone at that point. Uh, what can you buy at 500 million? You can't buy at 50 million uh, for the vast majority of the population. Right. Yeah. Wow. Like so much is, is racing through my mind. I think one one thing that is really kind of standing out is, and I'm for success. I'm for being successful. Um, I'm for things being done with excellence and not being um, haphazardly accomplished. I Obviously, there are seasons that burning the candle at both ends is necessary. But like, mm-hmm. kind of like you said, and I'll, I'll just reframe it a little bit, rephrase it a little bit, is as long as those seasons don't turn to long-term reasons. But what I never want to be accused of, and this is, and we've talked about this, is I don't ever want to be accused of sacrificing my wife or my kids on the altar of success. 
and just saying, you know, I got to get up and get after it. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm at most mornings, the majority of them, I'm up before everyone else in my house and I get, go through my day. I don't ever want to be accused of it's like you had time. We've talked about this before. Yeah. You've had time for everything else because you had to rise and grind. You had to get up and get after it. And Bentley's going, Hey dad, can we play Legos today? Like, Hey, can you, can you play this video game with me? And Audrey's, Hey, you know, would you want to color with me, dad, when you get home? And Kingston's not quite there yet, but, but I don't ever want, I don't ever want to be accused of that because I just had to win. I had to get to this number. And if I don't have this dot, and I think this is an issue for men. I don't want to say, maybe we should scratch, scratch that. I'm just kidding. But I think this is an issue for a lot of men that are involved in this is because while a lot of women, and this is some not necessarily gender stereotypical, but maybe a little bit, um, men place their self-worth on the dollar amount they make. And some women do on, on their physical appearance. And so if we're not careful, especially as like the provider or the breadwinner, that if I don't have this certain dollar amount attached to my name, then am I really successful? Well, there's more ways to providing for your family than just making money. And this is something I talk about with, about with um, newly married men and men in general is there are there is more to provision for your family than just money, but especially from a Judeo Christian view, we're always told that if you don't provide for your home, then you're worse than infidel. We probably should relook at that scripture and read the context we're, we're going to get to today. But what I'm saying is, is there is more to provision than just making money for your family. There's emotional provision, there's spiritual provision, and then there all obviously is financial provision, but. We focus on one aspect and then we wonder why our relationships with our wife or our kids are poor. We wonder why they're not thriving. We wonder why they're they're they feel empty or they feel shallow. Well, we've we've made our relationship about something that is shallow, money. We've made our relationship about something that is not everlasting. And so I think that's why I think, in my opinion, that's the, that's one of the detriments to the idea behind hustle culture is that we end up we end up attaching our self-worth on the dollar we make. And then if we don't hit that dollar, we don't hit that number, whatever that number is for you. Right. Yeah. It could be one hundred thousand a year. It could be, you know, a million a year, wherever you are, 50 million a year. And you go, I won't, I won't be fulfilled until I'm at, at this number or I'm at this size company or I'm in the C-suite or I'm whatever it may be. And then you attach your value and your worth to that, not realizing that that's not going to bring you worth or value. Just means that you have money and that you're busy like everyone else. Yeah. And, and that's one of the things that, you know, I've tried really hard with a lot of our, our clients to tell them, you know, when you, what happens when you hit that? Yeah, you know, because because I can introduce you to a lot, a lot of people who have said when I get to a million dollars in the bank or I get to fifty million dollars in net worth, I'm going to retire and just travel the world on my yacht. And yet they're not. Yeah, right. I, I can I can introduce you to hundreds of people who have had had goals and who when they got there kicked it down the road a little more. Yeah. Um. You know, there's some there's a. a a clinical psychologist named uh, Nicole Kamek, who says hustle, hustle culture carries his overarching belief that the more you do, the more valuable you are. Yeah. 
social media can amplify this aspect of, of hustle culture since it encourages us to compare our lives to the seeming perfection of the lives of others. And yeah. we've talked about social media a lot, sure. but this is really amplified this whole culture. You know, it's given a very easy way to kind of set the bar. Right back in the day before social media, we could we could compare ourselves to our colleagues, right? Who who we graduated college with, sure. or who we graduated high school with, or yeah. who's in the social club with us, where we're at. Now this has opened up a whole world, you know, saying, "Oh, well, yeah, maybe beating the guy here in my neighborhood, but um, you know, Mark Zuckerberg, <laughs> man, he's he's still a lot farther ahead of me, and he's yeah. younger than I am." Yeah, um, and so it carries this always there in front of you mentality, where I'm a big proponent of. You know, saying you got to close all close out of Instagram, but hey, maybe you need to set some time limits for yourself yeah. um, because there has to be something um, that keeps your value. And, yeah. and I think so often, instead of bringing um, forth self confidence, which is what we hope, right? We go to the gym and working out, and, yeah. and when we're hustling, that it's bringing confidence. Instead, it's really setting us up for an environment of fear and of guilt and of shame. Um, because we're, we're not succeeding as far as other people may be. Mm. Um, and I, I really love whenever some of these influencers show behind the scenes of here's the real video I took and, and yeah. here's the edited, yeah, video, right? right? Here's the edited lifestyle. Yeah. Um, and, and I think hustle culture, we tend to miss that a lot. Yeah. You know, we're, we're okay. We don't think of it as a sacrifice at that time because we're doing it all. You know, we're waking up early, we're, we're, we're going to the gym, we're keeping the great body, we're, we're, we're climbing a corporate ladder and we feel like we're doing it all because we have kids or we have a wife at home, but yet we're missing so much. We're missing so much day to day. And even internally, we're, we feel like we're dying inside because yeah. we're not living up to somebody else's expectations. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think hustle culture also can play into this idea of busyness. It's like, oh, how you doing? Oh, I'm busy. I'm busy. Oh, I'm busy. Oh, yeah. blah, we're all, everyone's busy. Yeah, it's our default answer now. Yeah. Oh, how you doing? Oh, busy. I'm yeah. super busy. Yeah, we talked about that this morning. Yeah, we, we literally when did. You came this in, morning. you were like, "How busy is your day?" And I was like, "Man, I'm swamped." And I was like, "You know what? Hold up. Hang on. No, 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 no. I'm trying to change that to yeah. where that's not my default answer." Yeah. yeah. Well, I think the thing, I, and I'll say this, and I want to go ahead and directly quote him. Uh, a guy's name is Kevin D. Young. He wrote a book called Crazy Busy. Everyone should pick it up. It's like 80 pages, maybe 100. It's a small book. Amazing read. Here's what he said, and he he referenced Christians, but we can broaden this out. Here's what he said. He said, busyness does not mean you are faithful or fruitful. It only means you're busy, just like everyone else. And so I think when it comes to like that hustle culture, like, oh, I got to be doing something. All it means is you're busy. Yeah. It doesn't mean you're being fruitful. I'll say this just because you're busy doesn't mean you're effective either. And that can be challenging because you're like, I've got, I have all of these things to do and it just becomes busy work and busy work doesn't mean you're effective and it Definitely doesn't mean you're effective as a, as a father, as a mother, as a wife, as a husband. It just means you got a lot going on, just like 99% of the people in America. And so when you stop and you go, well, well, if my default answer, right, is, well, how's your day looking? I'm busy, busy. I'm just, I got so much going on. And then you start, I almost wonder if it becomes a competition. Mm. Like, I wonder if I yeah. could be, I wonder if I can be more busy than you. 
I wonder if I can have more going on than you have going on. I wonder if our family could be more busy than your family. I think it's definitely a competition. Definitely. I was actually had a conversation that I have a good friend um, named Zim Flores, Zimism, right? Yeah. On Instagram. Um, she's, you know, she's a verified Instagram person, right? She has yeah. the blue check mark. She's made it. Um, and we had a conversation with her and her husband the other day where she was talking about, you know, several years ago, her calendar was always full always. Um, and she was, you know, she had this thriving business with millions of followers and trips all over the world and, and on social media, it was amazing. Right. And, and yeah, there were some great experiences, but how she, she feels so much more fulfilled, so much more fulfilled now. Um, and she actually shared a, on her Instagram the other day, a picture of her old calendar from just a few years ago and her picture from, the, from now. And it was almost empty, you know, and she says, Hey, you know, I found value in shutting off each morning. I don't take a yeah. single meeting before noon. You know, that's the time I have for me and the Lord and just me and my family. Yeah. And, and then after lunch for a few hours, you know, I strategically set those meetings um, and how much value she's gotten from learning of, Hey, that, that I was so much happier now than I was then Yeah. because I was, even though I was a busy, I may not have been as effective. Okay. So let, let's dissect yeah. this for a second because I, I'm already thinking someone's going to go, Oh yeah, well that's easy when you have, you know, a hundred, hundred thousand followers. Once and, you made it. And yeah. And yeah. you're, and you're making, you know, you're making 10 million a year, but that's not my, I'm making, I'm making 20,000 a year and I have, I have to do this so I can get to the place where my calendar can be free. I think the challenge mm-hmm. though is money doesn't equal joy. It doesn't. Just because you have a dollar amount attached to your name doesn't mean you have joy or doesn't mean you're happy. And so I think I just wanted to, de- cause I already felt that coming. I just wanted to debunk that. It's like, well, it's, yeah, it's easy for her to say, you know, because she has, you know, a million dollars in reserves and she could be comfortable. I, I'm, I don't know how much money I'm just throwing numbers yeah. out there. Well, and she could, you know, she could only do a meeting a day and still be fine for the rest of her life. I think what she's found is that true joy and happiness doesn't come from a full calendar. doesn't come from hustle culture. It comes from making sure our priorities are in order. And if my priorities are in order, no matter how much money I have, I can still be happy and I can still have joy. Mm. That's very true. And Tim Ferriss, you know, he's kind of famous for the four hour work week. Yeah. Um, which I'm a fan of to a degree. Um, but one of his quotes is, you know, money doesn't change you. It reveals who you are when you no longer have to be nice. hundred percent. Love it. You know, and, and to me that speaks volumes that money doesn't change who you are. And so, one thing I, I ask every person I talked about hustle culture is why, why are you doing it? Yeah. Right. What is the purpose of you? Do- and we can say the same thing, but what was the point of even doing this podcast? Yeah. Right. Sure. When we sat down and I was talking to, we were talking to our wives and I was like, what is the point of us setting aside X number of hours a week? And we're going to do this podcast. What is the purpose of it? Yeah. Um, and so I would ask each person who's kind of on this path or is putting that in front of their eyes every day. What is the purpose of it? What are you, are you doing it to be valuable? Are you doing it to be to be a valuable member of society? Yeah. Are you doing it to set an example? Or are you doing it to try to keep up with someone? Are you doing it to to put on a show? Yeah. Right. Um, there's a lot of things that, that our family does that we don't we don't put on social media. Absolutely. So we're pretty boring on social media. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah. and, and and you know, that's kind of for a reason is hey, we share our good, but we're gonna share our bad if we're going to share. We're, we're not gonna make it make it out where everything's perfect. I read us to um an email this morning from somebody who has an up and coming business and they've been killing it in the homeschool community. Right. So, I mean, honestly, just killing it in the homeschool community. And she wrote this long email this morning that was saying, Hey, I'm sorry, I'm behind, but I've taken some time for me and my family. 
you know, hey, and, and I realized that it was getting too much. Yeah. Um, and their turning point was that they had their studio burned down and, and realized, hang on, like we need to make a change, right? We need, we need to make a change here. And so what I would ask if you're in that hustle culture, if you're like, hey, I've got to be, I've got to be killing it so I can relax one day. Who are you now? Or are you able to relax now at all? Yeah. Because if you're not able to relax now, you're not going to relax then. You know, and I tell people, well, you know, I'll give more. I'll give more to charity when I'm making $100,000 a year. No, you won't. You, you right. won't. You, you won't. Your, your yeah. pocketbook is going to stay the same. Your budget is going to, in theory, for most people, stay the same as you make more money. Right. That lifestyle creep, creep we talked about. You're, you're eating out and your clothes just become more expensive. Yeah. You know, your, your grocery budget just becomes more expensive. You're not going to give. If you're not giving now, you're not going to give then. Um, and that's the same yeah. thing. If, if you're not spending time with your family now, you're not going to spend time with your family then. Yeah. And so that's good. Um, that's, good. that's one thing I, I try to remember is, listen, do it now. Yeah. Make it a priority now. So when we talk with newlyweds all the time, it's, hey, what are you doing now? Don't set those healthy habits for later. Yeah. Don't say, oh yeah, we're going we're gonna to start therapy or we're going to start reading books or we're going to start yeah. you know, going to conferences whenever we can afford it five years from now. No, make a budget now. Like, start now. Yeah. Um, and, and so I tell people all the time, you know, it's, you're much more valuable as a doer, right? Yeah. Like doers, doers are valuable. Just do it. Just try. Yeah. Try and do it. So it's so interesting. So there's a, a form of therapy. It's, it's really old. It's called psychodynamic. And there's a guy, his last name is Adler. And some of our listeners would have, would have heard of him. Um, I'm not a proponent of him. So I just want to be clear, but one of his like theories of how to overcome things is act like if you would, if you're not assertive, for one week you would act like you are assertive just pretend you are and it's the idea that you'll find that it's not as hard as you think it is to act like what you want to be and so because that's the thing is people go well well you know i'm not a millionaire well act like it well how do millionaires live well their time is their time see their time is their time because they have the money so act like it act like your time is your time act like your time is just as valuable as their time Act like you can do what you want to do and so that you can make sure your priorities stay in order so that when you do become a millionaire, and I think you should, and I think, I think everyone should strive for financial independence, Mm -hmm. but all that money is going to do is reveal the, is reveal the deep seated habits and priorities you have now. So don't wait till then to make your marriage a priority. Make it a priority now. Don't wait till then to make your kids a priority. Make your kids a priority now. And then that that may help you achieve the finish line to get to the goal. You go, okay, well, I'm going to I'm going to put this stuff in in practice today, but when we get there, I'm just going it, to it's this this is dress rehearsal. So when I get there, I've already been doing this. Yeah. I mean, I want and and Megan and I've talked about this as our, um, you know, financial situation has changed throughout the years. Cause she was there, she was there when I was driving the 15 year old, yeah. you know, um, SUV and broke down and, you know, we had no money and she was clipping coupons in order for yeah. us to buy shampoo. Right. Um, and, and I wanted her there and she wanted to be there obviously whenever we, we made it right. Yeah. And, and, um, you know, we've been very blessed and, but it took both of us working and both of us keeping that communication open and both of us making sure that we kept our priorities where they are. And I shared this on a podcast not too long ago. If 
you know, I've come home before and Meg's like, Hey, I think we need to talk. We feel like we're getting the leftovers. Yeah. You know, and we're at where I thought was just a short season ended up being for longer than we kind of both agreed on. Yeah. And so there's been times, even, uh, even this week, I went away on a conference and I was going on for four nights, which I don't like being gone that long. Sure. You know, two nights is really kind of my, what I, you know, two, two is really, sure. if I have to be gone, I don't want to be home more than two. And I was already scheduled for four nights. Hotel was booked. Flights were booked. And after that second night, I woke up and I was like, no, I'm going home. I've, I've got enough out of the conference, right? I've, I've, I've done what I needed to do. Yeah. Yes. There's probably more value I, I could get from this, but I need to get home. Yeah. We have things going on. So I woke up, changed my flight, checked out the hotel and flew back home because I knew my values and where they laid. And we can all keep our schedules busy, right? There, it's not a question of, of if our schedule is going to be full, it's who's filling it. Mm-hmm. Are we filling it? Or are we letting other people fill Absolutely. it? Are we letting other people dictate who we are? And so for all you out there that hopefully there's not a ton of you, right? But if yeah. you are listening to this, if you're part of that hustle culture, there's a book I would recommend reading as well. It's called The Millionaire Next Door by, um, what's his name? It's something Stanley, I believe. But it is an amazing book. You can pick it up anywhere. You can probably buy it for a dollar on eBay probably. Yeah. But it really talks about what a real millionaire is. Yeah. You know, for most of us, we say, Man, I'll make them a millionaire. Most millionaires aren't the ones flying around private jets. Exactly They're not right. the ones buying the Gucci belts, right? They are your next door neighbor who is driving an old Ford pickup truck, who's working day in and day out, but it's just being smart with their money. And they are living a kind of financially independent lifestyle, which we're going to be talking about. One of our episodes coming up is the fire movement, which is financially independent, retired early or retired electively. And so that's something we'll we'll be discussing. But if you're part of that hustle culture, I, I would encourage you one, look at why are you doing it? Yeah. Right. And how long are you doing it for? What are you trying to get out of yeah. it? And I'll say this as well. Maybe if you're not a part of the hustle culture, but you're going, hey, I have a friend who is, send them this episode. Oh, yeah. And uh, and at least start the conversation with them. And who knows what can develop as a result of that. Definitely. And if you need help, right, and I've talked to a bunch of entrepreneurs, this is something that we do here. We're happy connected with other people who have either went through it and have succeeded or have failed, right, and share stories with you. I mean, connect you with other members who can who can help build valuable relationships, right? Especially as men, it, we tend to be on an island a lot of times. Yeah. And especially in business. And this is uh, one thing we hear a lot here in our office is how it's just so nice to be able to talk to me about my business that isn't judging me. Yeah. Right. Or isn't trying to put me out of business if I tell them I can open up. And so we've built little leadership groups. We've built little masterminds that help people all over the country to connect and be raw with each other and to get the help that they need um, while at the same time still growing. Right. And again, I don't want to, I don't want to be confused and say, you know, you shouldn't be growing. Um, I, I think people should Correct. be growing up. I think, you know, we're always renewing ourselves and a person that's, that's growing is a value. And Absolutely. I, I think Jesus taught us that in the Bible, we're here to make disciples of all men, Absolutely. right? We're, we're not supposed to just, you know, there's a parable of, um, the farmer, yeah. right. Who, who got his barn full and kicked his feet up. We're not supposed to kick our feet Correct. up, but at the same time, uh, we're not supposed to sacrifice everything Absolutely. just to, just to have a dollar amount. Absolutely. Bank. Yeah. Awesome. Everybody. Well, thanks for tuning in this week. Uh, don't forget to check us out where your favorite podcasts are found. Also, uh, like us on Instagram, Facebook, and we post content there regularly that will add value to your life and to your marriage. And we will see you guys next week. See ya.